Welcome to the Lipstick League. I'm Nicole Mahalik. And I'm Natalie Eganoff. And um, we're still here. We're still kicking. Um, we still have a lot going on. So um, welcome to another episode. Um, this fine month of May. I can't believe that it's May already. Um, I know. Yeah, it is. I feel like we haven't, I don't know. It's just, I feel like we've gotten like weirdly busy and then we're both yeah. like, oh, wait, this is actually like something we do as a passion project. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's a passion project. So we're back. We wanted to update you guys. Um, just like what's, what's going on and, um, where are we? So the state, what do we want to talk about today, Nicole? We want to talk about so the status, I guess we, 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 the draft happened. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Just like in, in the NFL in general, because obviously we, we lean where we talk about Philly sports, but we want to talk just about sports in general. Um, baseball's in full swing. Um, and then obviously what's going on in the NBA. Um, but I wanted, you said something really interesting. I wanted you to talk about your dream because I was having really weird dreams too. Yeah. And I talked about it on coffee under the covers, which is the little thing I do on Instagram about how I was having like these weird dreams and like dreams are so weird to me because you like, it was my dream was after the draft and after it's Mac Jones, who's the Mormon who from BYU, who got drafted. And all yeah. this, like, I was like dating this Mormon and <laughs> this like 20 year old. And, and I was just like, look, dreams are so weird. And like a lot of my dreams end up being stuff that like, I'll see like a black cat. And then all of a sudden, like I have a dream and then I'll like think of something from like, then I'll like watch Grey's Anatomy. And then all of a sudden I'm like dating Jesse Williams from Grey's Anatomy. And like, we have a black cat as a pet, like right. it's weird. Right. Um, but then I'm like, how does it, the subconscious is just really weird. And then somebody said to me on Instagram, they're like, oh, well, your subconscious is trying to tell you things. And I was like, I don't have time for this. Like, yeah, who has time to like, but speaking of Jesse, did you ever watch Grey's Anatomy? No. No, that's actually why I, I um, ended up not pledging a sorority in college actually was because I did not watch Grey's Anatomy. Wow. I wasn't yeah. in a sorority either. I just never liked to be pigeonholed. I right. liked that I had friends from like all different walks of life. Oh like, yeah. I was like never a partier or skinny. So I was just like, fuck you sororities. See, I felt <laughs> like I went to college and I was like supposed to join a sorority. Like, I don't know, you know, you saw the movies and I was like, oh, this is a thing I should do it. And then I like, I ended up like getting a bid and like pledging one. Um, but as like part of our, like, I guess, like, what is it called? Like the pledging process. Rush, rushing. Rushing. Yeah. yeah. Um, we were supposed to watch like Grey's Anatomy together, like every Wednesday night. And I was just like, I don't really like this show and the flyers are on. So I'm not going to make it. And they, were like, <laughs> they were like, Natalie, like, this is what you're like, you have to do this. And I was like, okay, maybe this isn't for me. Like it, right. it did not take me long. Um, and then they took back my pin and that was the end of me in a sorority. Sorority. Yeah, but I mean, um, so yeah, no, never watch Grey's Anatomy, but I know who Jesse Williams is because he's, he's leaving. It just announced going? that he's leaving the show. Really? Yeah. Where's he going? He's going to Boston. It was the episode that just aired, but then it was announced this morning he's leaving. At least they didn't kill him off because, you know, I've talked about, have I talked about Shonda Rhimes on the show before? I you think know, my, so. My issue with Shonda Rhimes is that I think she's a sadist, um, is that she's so intelligent. She creates these amazing shows. Like maybe we could do- more time on scandal but scandal did you ever watch scandal no okay yeah you're not a tv watcher <laughs> one thing we don't have in, it's one thing we don't have in common but you know it's good we have our differences yes 
Um, so Scandal was like my favorite, favorite, favorite show. And it was what Shonda does. It's always like the first um, two seasons. She, it's like amazing characters and amazing storylines. And then she fucks it up. And then she like kills people off and rips people apart because she likes to see the fans get pissed. She okay. Tweets, she gets the Instagram DMs. It's like, so I think that there's a part of her that enjoys punishing the fans and like she's not even a part of Grey's Anatomy anymore because she left ABC to go to Netflix mm -hmm. um, but she's still a part, you know what I mean I'm like it's still Shonda's fault it's always Shonda's fault so I was actually listening to um this podcast about um screenwriting and the guy who was telling say like talking on the podcast was saying how um it's always like you kind of want to torture your yes. subject because it's just like you want them to feel Right. So like invoking emotion. Yes. Invoking like negative emotion is always like it will make the positive emotion even higher. So that's why um like in finding Nemo, like it wasn't enough that like his wife and children, um, you know, Marlon's wife and children didn't survive but yeah. then like nemo had a messed up fin right so then he was like disabled and then they lost him you know and then like yeah um marlon goes through like the highs and lows of finding him and then like dory gets like bit by the thing and then like he loses dory and it's just like it's never like the goal is to always like kind of like torture but guess what? This is why subject. I watch Hallmark movies. And this is why I've written Hallmark movies, right. not full scripts. Right. Why I've written um, treatments for Hallmark movies. Yes. And, like that's like a goal of mine because everybody's happy. Everybody's happy. Everybody's right. in love. <laughs> makes me happy. I wish I have actually this, we were texting about this a couple of weeks ago and I wanted to bring this up and then we're going to go back to the dreams. But we were talking about how you on the Mike Masnelli show where, where the Titan, the sh movie, the Titanic came up. Yeah. And I you, Cause I always listen on my way in and I, and I'm like, Oh my God, you have to hear my Titanic story. So I am notorious for hysterically crying. Oh, this is amazing. TV shows commercials. Okay. In real life, I don't really cry that much. Mm -hmm. Right. Like it's really interesting. In fact, you and I were talking off mic and you were saying that you got an email a couple of days ago and like you were crying in target and you had to call your mom that doesn't happen to me. Like I don't really cry for real life stuff, but I think what happens is all those pent up emotions that are inside comes out during TV and movies. Yeah. So the Titanic is a story where Zin high school, I just got my license and um, took the parents minivan because I had a turquoise Saturn. I call her the turquoise tornado, but we, I was taking like eight people. So we had a pile in my parents' minivan. And so we go and we get, we're so excited. Titanic. Yay. 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 We, it was so packed in the movie theater. We had to sit in the second row and we were in the middle of the second row. And there was these three nuns and a nun driver that was next to us. So obviously Titanic is really long in the middle of the movie. I go pee. Cause you know me, I, I, you know, I always have to pee yes. and so come back. And instead of crawling over the nuns, cause you know, Catholic school, Catholic guilt, I sat yeah. There was an empty seat on the end and I sat there. Well, the end of the movie, I was hysterically sobbing so bad, like couldn't catch my breath. The nun had to lean over and hold my hand. It was like, honey, it's going to be okay. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it was horrible. And then we were leaving. My friend Diane was like, you were the one making all those crazy noises. What the hell? And then I realized another time was, remember a walk to remember with Mandy Moore and Shane? Oh God, who can forget that? Okay. Went to the see that in the movie theater, was sitting there hysterical. My friend Stacy was in front of me because it was like a, a promotion that we did for the radio station. She, she turned around, she goes, I need you to get yourself together. Yeah. Go 
Harrison. And I was like, <laughs> like, I feel like when she has cancer and he's a bad boy and he's finally found oh. somebody to make him put him on the right path. Uh, uh, where, where she goes, don't you know, Landon, the miracle was you. Oh, oh my God. I mean, I also, know th- those movies are also why women are screwed up though, because we want men to be like the people in those mo- men in those movies and they're yeah. not. So that's a whole other episode. Yes. Of how, you know, of how movies and TV and the whole fairy tale has really fucked up women because yeah. like they want men to be like that. And majority of them aren't. Um, right. But alas, you know, we could do that another day. But anyway, it just was really, really funny because that emote it's too and that's why i had to stop watching this is us because every tuesday night i was crying i go i don't want to be crying every tuesday yeah annoying because i don't cry just was sad i cry heartfelt today on the today show they did their mother's day episode there was a a woman she she gave birth to her daughter at 16 she had gave her up, up for adoption they reunited oh god the story about how when she gave birth after she gave birth, they covered her eyes and her head so she couldn't see her daughter. Just yeah. Her, I was, this was me. <laughs> like I was hysterical this morning. Well, we're gonna have um we're gonna have my best friend Laurel on mm-hmm. hopefully uh next week. And um hers, I mean her story is a tearjerker. So you might want to get some tissues. Oh my god. Um, and oh that's god. what when you know, when I talked to her about coming on, she's like, We're probably just gonna cry through the whole thing, just because yeah. you know it's one of those like really like heart tugging stories. So that'll be, that'll be super exciting. Um, so go talk about your dream and the yellow walls. Cause this was like amazing. Yeah. So I, um, I was having like nightmares all week. It was kind of insane. I had a dream the next night that I was like in a plane crash and was like picking like glass out of my like body. Um, it was horrible. I mean, that's dramatic. Yeah. And like the first, the dream, my first night was like super dramatic because I was like in this house and my mom was there and there was like all these people who just like kept coming into the house. It was really weird and they weren't supposed to be there and they were like hiding and it was like creepy. And like, it was a super, super, super creepy dream. So I tell my boyfriend um, about the dream and he goes, that sounds like the plot to like this movie called mother that has Jennifer Lawrence in it. I've never seen it. Um, Me either. Yeah. It's supposed to be like a creepy like um like it's definitely like a creepy weird um uncomfortable movie from what I've read about the plot um so I just decided I was like I should google it since like a lot of the details in my dream were very similar to this movie like even like someone starting like a fire in the kitchen and like just weird yeah you're like very specific stuff and the thing was like I kept waking up all night Monday I was I've been exhausted all week because of because I haven't been sleeping because I've had I've been having these dreams and um so I woke you know every time I kept waking up I was like please like make this stop and then I go back to sleep and I would continue the dream would just continue like it, I I, I felt like so it rare. yeah I felt like it went on for like hours but anyway so um you know he says this sounds like the plot to the movie mother so I google mother and it's um it, it's like based like there's symbolism in the whole movie right it's it's a very artistic piece from like what I read um and there's like a lot of like deeper meanings to the movie and um allegedly like there's a part of it where it's based it's not based on but there's like a thematic um a theme throughout it a, that's based on this book called um the yellow wallpaper and um the yellow wallpaper was written by this woman um let me look it up in um let me see 
Ava Gilbert, I think her name was. Char Charlotte Perkins Gilman. Wow. Ava, <laughs> Ava Gilbert. <laughs> um, and it's regarded as an important early work of American feminist literature for its illustrations of the attitudes towards mental and physical health of women in the 19th century. Uh, and the interpretation is that um, she used her writing to explore the role of women in America around 1900. And in the yellow wallpaper, she portrays the narrator's insanity as a way to protest the professional and societal oppression against women. I mean, so, you know, for me, there's a lot of deeper meanings there that at some point we'll get into eventually, but, yeah. um, but yeah, also talk about the your yellow walls. Right. And so that, and so then, um, you know, I just moved in with my boyfriend and we have like yellow wallpaper and I'm, I've been dying to paint it and we're going to paint it, um, very soon especially after the stream, because I, I was saying to him, I was like, you know, it like makes my eye twitch and it's actually like a beautiful golden color. Um, but it just kind of like, it's very harsh on the eyes. And, you know, I'm super, yeah. um, I'm super like auditory and I'm super visual, right. With yeah. things like I, I feel like I internalize like what I see and what I hear. Yeah. Um, so it's just, it's this beautiful golden yellow color, but it's just so funny because it's like yellow wallpaper. And, um, you know, he had said to me the next day, I was like, um, do you know what mother is actually like, there's like a theme in it that has to do with like the yellow wallpaper. And he goes, nah. And he's like, I think I told you about that book uh, because she's trying to climb out from behind the yellow wallpaper. This woman is stuck behind the yellow wallpaper. Wow. And it like references, yeah. Like the oppression of like women in society. So it's really, it's really interesting. Wow. I mean, it's like when you were texting me this, I was like, ah! this is all like what it's just everything and again we'll we'll really break it down to in more detail eventually but and you'll understand how it all ties together but me but me knowing what I know it's like it's just and how your mind and your subconscious and the dreams and and it, there's a comfort in knowing though that like well there's a comfort and and then there's also like an anger that like knowing that this that women have been fighting this fight since you know the beginning of time right and, and right? Like, so like she wrote this book in the 1900s about what we go through still now yeah and it's just basically how um you know back in the day i think we talked about this a little bit in the betsy ross <laughs> does the wop episode yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how you know women historic like when they would speak up they were seen as like hysterical so then yeah. the men in charge would try and like diagnose them with some sort of like mental disorder or hysteria just to kind of like keep them in line and keep them in their place. So um, that's essentially like what this book is about. And like the yellow wallpaper is very like symbolic for, I guess like she went with yellow for whatever reason, but yeah, it's all, it was all too weird. And- it's um, all too weird. And even like um, when you talk about men in hysteria and how people go, oh, you on your period. Oh, that's why you're a bitch. Oh, you mean because blood's pouring out of my vagina? <laughs> you I'm in a bad mood? Oh, I'm sorry. Do you think maybe that's a little, and it's crazy that we don't even, until I read that article and I was like, oh my God, blood pours out of our vagina once a month for five to seven days. And we're just supposed to be like, <laughs> yeah we got to shove a piece of cotton up there to stop it. Like yeah. when you really think about that, it's like, yeah, we're in a little bit of a bad mood, Kevin. Right. You know? Like, 
Hey. Well, and it's crazy how like it's it's like when you think about like the cycle and it's literally your body like your hormones like rising and falling down and that's why like I'll go back to the episode um when we talked to Alex and how she says like you know your testosterone rises right like right before it and which is like PMS but honestly like you just have like a higher testosterone level which men operate on at all time which is why they're super authoritative and ragey direct and ragey. super fucking ragey like yeah. it's really it's it's really interesting so yeah the dream was insane and then the one the next night yeah i got into this crazy plane crash and i often have like when i am overwhelmed or stressed like i had this strange recurring dream that like it, it's about the ocean and like the oceans like whether I'm on the shore and the ocean's coming in or like I'm always involved in the ocean. So this time my plane crashed into the ocean, but I survived, you know, I swam right. and got to the, um, and got to the beach, but yeah, it's been like an interesting week. So that's, um, I, I feel like that's symbolic though, right? Like it's totally symbolic, yeah. but also I did watch, um, have you watched my octopus teacher? No, no, it's, <laughs> really really sweet so this but it, i highly recommend it I'm, i mean i know what it's about i just haven't seen it yet it yeah, won I, the oscar didn't it win the oscar yeah. yeah for best documentary i've been trying to like watch things that are like kind of like calming and soothing and yeah just because i am in a very interesting state in my life so um yeah my octopus teacher highly recommended but then i was like is that why i was dreaming about the ocean because this guy like befriended this octopus and she's so cute and lovely but yeah no i highly recommend it if you haven't watched my octopus teacher it's worth the watch. It's a little like slow and like, you know, it's very like sea creaturey, but you know, I'm like a big, All right. I let, I mean, you know, I always wonder when people are like, Oh, there's a shark attack. You know, it's like that woman that went viral a couple of years ago. I'm sorry. You're in the shark's house. Yeah. You went into the octopus's house. What do yeah. you want them to do? Yeah. No, you know? this, the this shark's just been... trying to live. And all of a sudden you want to come in and frolic. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, that woman who went viral, she was so true. She's like, I'm sorry. Yeah. You're entering the shark's home. Yeah. So yeah, I've just been reading, like trying to like read a lot of books and watch like super soothing things and not stimulate, you know, my already yeah. overstimulated brain. So, but, um, but let's get to the sports. Yeah. This would be like <laughs> when we eventually have sponsors, we'll be like, we're going to take a break and we'll be back. Right. 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 <laughs> we're getting there. I promise. It's going to so, happen. Yes, absolutely. Not not if, but when. Not if, but when. Um, so the NFL draft happened and, you know, I mean, it was, I guess it was cool that it actually existed and it actually happened in Cleveland and yeah. people were actually able to be there. Um, you know, I mean, again, we, we talk about the Eagles. Obviously it was great that they got, you know, Devontae Smith. Yes. My thing with the Heisman winners though, do you is think that, they're cursed? Yes. Yeah. That's, um, that's, I feel like that's like a common like thing. I mean, I'm just praying that he's not because I think he's going to be so good for the Eagles. And I'm, I'm really, I'm just glad that Howie Roseman, because I, you know, me and you were texting that night and I was like, I'm going to like throw something at the wall if Howie does not like pick the right person, like pick the right. person he wanted because. I'd gotten some information about who was on their draft board and the rest of them were gone. And then it was right. like, okay, they have like one person left. So they hopped from 12 to 10 traded with the Cowboys, which is like doing a deal with the devil. Yeah. Um, and got Devonte Smith. So I, I mean, I'm really glad that, and again, there's a part of me that still like resents the pick, right? Because it's like, why couldn't you do that for Carson? 
Well, right. And you and I were texting about this because I really felt again, and, and so much of what we do on this podcast is, is very like psychological. It's because I do believe that people have multiple, multiple motives. And when they made that pick, I was like, I just really think how he hated Carson and, or he just didn't want to give him the tools that he needed or or he was so mad about what happened with Carson that he was just like, well, now I'm going to draft. Oh, you wanted to leave? Oh, you wanted to leave? All right. Well, now I'm going to draft the receiver that you didn't get. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I think that it was, I, I don't know. I don't know if he didn't draft a wide receiver for Carson last year because of Carson, but I think this pick was almost like in spite of Carson. If that, does that make sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. And then, you know, I don't know if you heard, he went on John Clark's like podcast and, you know, cause there was that one after they made, what was it like the fourth round pick? Um, how, you know, he went to give a fist bump to one of the other, like, I guess, uh, senior advisors and he didn't he, like rolled his eyes. Yeah. He, like rolled his eyes and like, didn't really like want to reciprocate. But then of course, like how he has to go on John Clark's podcast and be like, oh, well, um, you know, I know, you know, I have all the medicals and I have all the tape and I have all the statistics. He's like, and you know, there's like a lot of like psychological things here, um, you know, components to all of this as well. And I was like, did he listen to our podcast? Yeah. See, Howie Roseman, do you listen to the Lipstick League? Because like, you've never used that term before. Ever. <laughs> Ever. And how about when he goes, you know, look at the president of the United States, his approval rating is never over 50%. I'm not gonna, you know, appease everyone. And I'm just like, ugh. but wait, let's go back to the Heisman. So here's the last, this is the Heisman trophy winners from the last 20 years. Okay. So obviously Devonte Smith, we don't know what he's going to be like Joe Burrow. We don't know about him because he tore his ACL last year. Right. Um, Kyler Murray. Okay. He's like, he's so far he's doing good, but he's not like, he's not Patrick Mahomes. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's, yeah. Carlos, he's doing well. Baker Mayfield. Okay. Like he could end up being big. I mean, he's, he's doing okay, but he's still not like superstar, superstar Lamar Jackson. He, okay. Like he got the MVP. So we'll, but like, he's declining. Mm-hmm. So see What happens? Derek Henry. Okay. You know, he's obviously he's pretty awesome. Um, and then Marcus Mariota, like still in the league, but not, didn't be, isn't a superstar. Yeah. Then obviously like, we'll see what happens this year in new Orleans. Like, is he going to be able to take over for Trebreeze? Cause you know, he stole the crab legs in college and then went to Tampa Bay it was a disaster. <laughs> so we'll see. Um, Johnny Menzel, obviously he's a complete disaster. Yeah. Robert Griffin, you know, RG three, RG, poor RG three, poor RG three still in the league, but like, you know, that still like breaks my heart that that, what they did. Um, Cam Newton, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously like he's cam, he's a superstar one MVP, but like, didn't become the guy. Yeah. Um, Mark Ingram, you know, I would say yes. Like decent Sam Bradford, Tim Tebow, (laughs) Tebow, did you see he wants to come back and be a tight end? Yes. Yeah. I mean, good for him. I mean, he just prays and prays and just does whatever he wants. He really does. Um, just hasn't come out of the closet. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not gonna speculate. That's not nice anymore. Um, Reggie Bush, like obviously people know who he is, but like didn't become of anything. Matt Leinhart, you know, he's just the commentator now. Jason White eh, and Carson Palmer. Right. So like right. It's really, 
it doesn't like it's it, it's a nice reward for your college career but it, i think it i don't think it has like a true determinant on your future no like i would no, like stat that you can point to that's a that says like most Heisman Trophy winners go on to X, Y, or Z, right? Right. I mean, there's, you know, you could say, oh, they're still in the league, but I would say like the most famous and most successful would have to be Cam Newton. Yes. Yeah. Did any of them win a Super Bowl? No, I don't think so. Yeah. No, not a single one of them. So, and Devontae Smith was the first wide receiver who won the Heisman in 29 years. I know, which is so crazy. Um, it'll be interesting. You know, he's, he's looks serious. Um, I love, I love, um, from what I know about him, I really like, like, him um, as a guy and watching his highlights, he, his, um, it's, it's so interesting the way that he runs and his stride, his stride is like so wide. Right. So like, I feel like he runs like, like almost, I want to say a gazelle, but I feel like that's not even it. Maybe it's more like a cheetah. Like he just has this really wide stride, but it's super like, um, like graceful almost and very um smooth like yeah. it almost looks like he's you know what my hip flexors could never my right hip- <laughs> it <laughs> looks just- like he's just kind of like gliding down the field and then his ability to kind of get open and there's some really incredible highlights where you know he's dealing with like triple coverage and he yeah. just like kind of extends extends himself and is able to catch the ball regardless of like whatever the position is, even when like it, like I re, you know, I'm watching them on my computer, I'm rewinding certain um, plays just because I'm trying to figure out like how he caught that ball with all of these people around him. Yeah. And he has this like amazing ability to kind of get away from the defensive pressure, right? Because he's so fast, but he's doing it like backwards. So he's like, you know, backwards looking for the ball to catch it. There's like three men covering him but he's still able to like finesse his way away from like, you know, the defenders. So it's, it's like the footwork. And, and I think it's like the quick twitch fibers where like your muscles fire so fast that you're yeah. able to like stop. Cause it's really, and that's, what's really interesting. I remember reading an article about torn ACLs and so much of why people tear their ACLs. It's the, it's the quick stop. And then the, and then you try to go. Yeah. And like a lot of what they were saying about, about injuries, especially now, like Saquon Barkley is a perfect example where your ACL is a ligament. So it's supposed to move. It's like Tom Brady's whole thing about not lifting weights mm-hmm. it's all about being pliable. Right. And it was after he tore his ACL in 2008 and doctors like you might never play again. And then he met Alex Guerrero and then the rest is history. TB 12 was, was invented. But the thing about Saquon Barkley, if you ever see him, he's always lifting. He has these crazy, crazy large quad muscles. He has like 0% body fat, but the, the ligament doesn't change. So it's almost like the quad is too strong to handle the ligament. Mm-hmm. And as a running back, when you stop and you pivot and you have to go again, that's why the, the ligament snaps because there's almost too much strength to hold it together. Yeah. And so, I hope knock on wood in, you know, people were saying that he's Devonte Smith is skinny and he, but that might actually work in his favor. Yes. Because he's able to be so quick, you know what yeah. I mean? And, and, and move again. I'm obviously not a doctor. It's just stuff that I've, that I've read and that I've heard, but it, when you think about it from a logical point of view, it makes so much sense. Yeah. Yeah. And the, um, I don't mind. They said that he has like the lowest BMI out of like, any wide receiver. Uh, what's it like, Devontae? That's what I'm, if we ever get to interview him, I'll be like, hey, so you know when we interview JJ Reddick, the first question I'm going to ask him is I'm going to say, what's it like to be so hot, right? So hot. Yeah. 
with Devonte Smith, I'm going to be like, what's it like to have the lowest BMI in the NFL? Right. What, what's it like when you go to the doctor and you're like, Hey, your BMI is too low. Right. And that's the thing. I'm just kind of like, yeah, like, yeah, that might be the case, but like his agility yes. is, is, and because you know what he almost reminds me of like kind of like a ballerina in a way like yes. where he's able to just have the, like make the turns. And like you said, like stop hard. Like, again, there was this other highlight where like he catches the ball and his feet are like, he just stops like right at the line on the edge of the end zone. Yes. Right? So he like catches the ball and his feet just stop. And I was like, that looked like some sort of like dramatic, like nutcracker movement where like the ballerinas are like, you know, they're twirling, 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 twirling. And then they stop and like, you know, do like this whole thing. Right. So it's just kind of, I mean, I'm excited about him. Um, for the Eagles. So yeah, and obviously he played with Jalen Hurts, which is really cool. So they played together Alabama before Jalen left to go to to go to Oklahoma. So I think that will be interesting too. But I'm excited to see what happens with Trevor Lawrence. I mean he was so hyped up. Yeah. And he it was such a it's Trevor this Trevor that Trevor Trevor Trevor. Um so I think it's just going to be really interesting to see if he's able to translate into the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's always the, that's always the question of, um, you know, the draft is who's actually going to make it. And there's a part of me that always, like, I kind of hate the draft because (sighs) there are so many different factors, right. That like determines like your success. Like, and again, back to Tom Brady, my new best friend. Yeah. Um, he, uh, yeah. Like, you know, 199, who would have thought, who would have thought, look at us just like personal, like dedication and stuff. So um, and then really quick, like what's going on in the NBA? I mean, what are you thinking? I mean, are you thinking that the Nets have just been like chilling and they're going to, it's like the rabbit in the hair. You know what I mean? That they there's, like, know that they're, a- so they're just like taking their time to just like do whatever. And then they're going to like really ramp it up. Or is it going to be like one of the, like, are they the rabbit or are they the hair? Right. I, I do I'm just annoyed by them. Is because it the rabbit in the hair? No, the turtle in the hair. The, the rabbit turtle. in the hair. <laughs> the tortoise in the hair, right? Tortoise in the hair. I um, I don't know what they're gonna. I don't know what is gonna happen, honestly, because I feel like I don't understand how they think that they're just gonna like pull it together like on the fly like that. Like that kind of that kind of gives me some doubt. Like, I don't doubt that their instinctual ability to, you know, play together is there, but I also am not, I don't necessarily believe that like they're, it's just going to like snap back into place, but it's one of those things. It's like, they're so supremely talented. It's like, who the hell knows, but right. Which is what I think is really interesting is because like, I think the chemistry is not there because they haven't played together all season, but Mm -hmm. is their talent that supreme that they're going to be able to pull it off? Well, I think I mean, I think that they think it is, but, um, you know, I, I don't think so. And I'm hoping that, you know, the Sixers kind of just like keep their momentum going and just keep on pushing. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I, I hate, I kind of like hate that, like arrogant, um, oh, me too. I hate that arrogance it. about thinking that they're just going to like come back together and like win the NBA, um, finals. But a lot of people think it's going to happen. And I'm just like, wow, like yeah, imagine like having saying, that much like, confidence that you haven't played in months. And then you're just going to be like, yeah, I'm just going to come in and win the finals, which is also why there's a lot of arguments like against the super teams. Right. Right. This, because it's like, you're not getting that quality of basketball all season long. And then the finals roll around and everybody's like there. Yeah. Well, you know? Not, yeah. 
I think it's just going to be really interesting to see, to see what happens. Is it going to be real? Is it really going to be the Lakers and the Nets or is somebody going to be surprised, you know, which will be, which will be really interesting. Um, we also have merch, so not get your lipstick league sweatshirt yet. Yes. I wore it around for a walk the other day and I was like, yay. Oh, I wore it on the air on Wednesday. Yeah. It was so, it's so cute. And, uh, we can't thank, you know, diehard fan enough. It's just, it's adorable. And, um, so yeah, so just go to our Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok at the lipstick league and give us a like, give us a review if you can positive only, <laughs> yes, positive only, please don't hate on us. And, um, and thank you. Yes, thank you. We'll be back soon. Bye. I know, I know.